The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. So glad you could be here today. It is a beautiful day in Virginia. I'm going to get to hear how it is in some other places as we got two guests on today that we'll introduce in just a second. Thanks for joining us each and every week. I love the messages I get from around the world. I just had an email from Abu Dhabi right before the show started with a question. We've got some other questions coming in from China and Italy, and it's just wonderful to hear from friends from all across the world. So thanks for being with us each and every week. If you want to reach us during the show, uh, please call us at uh, area code, whoops, I moved out of the way here, just a second, 1-866-472-5788. If you want to reach us during the show, please send me an email at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership and connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeff at Voltage Leadership Consulting. Finally, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's uh, JMU Jeff, where you're likely to get uh, news and entertainment about my family and JMU Sports. So that's uh, a, a little window into the soul as well. So I've got the joy and privilege to bring on two guests today. Um, I'm going to do it just a little differently. So Sharon and Nancy, I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. Uh, everyone sees their bios. We know about bios and all this kind of stuff. What I want to do is I want you guys to introduce um, you. So Sharon, I want you to introduce Nancy. Nancy, you're going to introduce Sharon. <laughs> what do you want us to know about you? So we've got your bios, but what is it that you'd like to know? So maybe Sharon, if you can introduce Nancy first, that'd be I great. Would love to. I would love to. Nancy is an amazing um person and she, and that translates into being an amazing mentor and teacher because she has a clear understanding of things that goes way deeper than just mental it's like it's like when you talk to Nancy you understand something in your head and then it moves down and you understand it in your heart and pretty soon you feel like oh i get it so I don't know if that makes sense, but Nancy is uh, my business partner and dear friend. She is smart and warm and very thoughtful. Thank you, Sharon. All right, Nancy, how about introducing Sharon? <laughs> that was sweet, Sharon. Thanks. So Sharon, Sharon and I have been together for quite a few years uh, working together, and uh, we love working together. One of the things I love most about Sharon is her generosity. So as an expert coach, she's very 
generous in how she is with a client, how she is with a, uh, with a team in an organization, how she is. She's, she's giving of herself and she doesn't hold anything back. And in that way, people really um, learn so much. <laughs> That's great. So I am just so blessed to have both ladies on the show today. Um, and I want to start there just because they have worked together so much. And we're going to be talking about relationships. And so really from the get-go, I want you to hear the warmth and joy that they have for each other. Now, that doesn't mean that they agree all the time. And we'll hit on that. You know, we are going to talk about how do the choices that we make, how do they impact our relationships? And this comes from the book that these two wise women, that's also the name of their company, uh, it's called Chocolate or Lunch, How Choices Impact Relationships. And so we'll be pulling from that book, plus they're just wonderful life experiences. So let me just tell you from my end, um, both Sharon and Nancy have been a coach, mentor, and guide for me and have helped me uh, not only get better at my profession, but become a better human being, a better dad, a better uh, spouse, a better uh, son even, and, and friend. And so I'm looking forward to the wisdom that will be shared throughout the course of the show today. So uh, please, if you have an email or phone call, uh, we'll be taking those. Uh, for strictly linear people, you may not be uh, loving the show. We're just going to go where we want to go. Uh, we've got a few questions that we've sort of teed up, but we're going to have th- a great conversation among the three of us, and we'll just kind of navigate it. And I know that you'll get some wisdom out of that. So, Nancy and Sharon, one of the things I enjoyed, I went out on your website earlier this week, and uh, I like the random things about Sharon and Nancy. They both love good food. They both like to work out regularly. Uh, Nancy says she likes the steam room the best. They're both artists, which I think is fascinating, and they both like to mediate. You know, and when they're done with a session of a course that they teach together, the one calls the other and says, I love them. This is the best group ever. And they mean it. And I know that that uh, Arbinger course that I had when you were teaching me to be a coach uh, a few years ago, that had to be the best group ever, right? <laughs> it was. It sure. definitely was, Jeff. <laughs> Clearly. Well, great. Well, ladies, welcome to the show. Again, thanks for being here. You know, maybe uh, we could start by why did you guys choose to um, write the book? Uh, chocolate or lunch, how choices impact relationships. You know, what, what came together for you guys to say, this is something we want to bring to this world. Let's start, let's start from there. Well, we definitely love relationships because we mm-hmm. know the power of relationships. Matter of fact, when, when our relationships are right, when, when we're in tune with the people in our life, then everything can go well. You know, our organization can run well. Our family runs well. Everything that is a challenge for us seems to work out easily and smoothly when the relationship is right. When the relationship's not right, then something is held back. And we know that so clearly from our own lives and our own experiences and our own learning through life. But then we've seen that over and over again with all our clients and and we wanted that to be more available to people, not just to clients. And that's mm-hmm. that's the source of let's write the book. Let let's give it form for the public. Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely agree with that, but I would and I would add to it that um Nancy and I have found in our teaching and in our coaching that regardless of what people come to us uh, asking for, that we inevitably get to some relationship difficulties. Um, Whether it's somebody who's just doing beautifully as um, uh, an executive 
or somebody who's having trouble with their teenage daughter, you know, the <laughs> relationship issue comes up and up and up. And what we came, we just knew so deeply is that relationships matter a lot. And if we could help people get to that place Nancy described where there's ease in relationships at work and at home, then we have made a contribution that... Um, that's valuable, and we want to do that more than anything. Hmm. That's fantastic. You know, I, for me, it's um, as I read it. You know, I just kept stumbling over um, that that word ease. You know, when it's right, boy, it just is. It's just so wonderful. It's so great. Uh, I had three coaching sessions this morning before the show, and you know, one of those um, we were really talking about how. This gentleman had ease in so many relationships, and you know we were doing well in the business part. And then uh, Sharon, I had to laugh when you mentioned the teenage daughter. You know, I I have two teenage daughters, and he goes, "Does it get better?" You know, because his is thirteen, my my girls are fifteen and seventeen, and I was just relaying with him like I've rediscovered my seventeen year old. We we had a long bike ride. You know, we're talking about college and all this, and and it's just so interesting that, you know, if something's not right in a relationship. It can impact our whole world. So this is an executive, future CEO, and you know he's doing well in his business relationships. But the one that he really wanted help with was this: How do I connect with my daughter? Like I don't feel centered until I'm really connected. You know. So when you see relationships going right, what's sort of the hallmark of the of the relationships that are going right in your mind? So good working relationships. What do you see? Mm. Nancy, you want to talk about that? Sure, I can go right ahead. Um, so one of the things that I think is a real hallmark is that that I can address anything mm. with a person, that I don't need to hold back, and I don't need to force my way in. So I'm never having to be in a defensive mode or in an attack mode. I can just be, you know, totally be with the person and not not worry as much about the situation that has to be addressed, but stay in touch, stay connected with that person. And when I'm connected with that person, the situation can be addressed with so, so much comfort. You know, we know that we can handle this because we've handled things in the past. And so now we'll face this one together as well. And there's a, there's a camaraderie, there's a teamwork, there's a, I'm going to help you be the best you can be rather than me just winning this argument that we might have. Mm-hmm. So I might just jump in and say the same thing, the same exact thing with slightly different words. In relationships, Jeff, that I see where it's really working well, it's like um, the people really see each other's humanity, Mm-hmm. And so they might disagree, they might get um, upset at each other at times, but they don't lose sight that there's really a whole person there with their own um, challenges and hopes and dreams. And so instead of getting mad, they get curious. Uh, and that's flip, they think, oh, what's going on with that person? I wonder mm. if I find out, you know, how I could see the world through their eyes a little bit and make more sense instead of blaming them, being mad at them, you know, pouting and all the things that usually happen when relationships aren't going well. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, thank you, Sharon and Nancy. You know, we got about three minutes for, from break. Why don't I just tee this question up to get us started and then we'll continue after a break. But what are some of the common challenges you see with relationships really in organizations today? 
You know, so as you obviously work with with folks all around the world, what are some of the common challenges in relationships that you're seeing? I see that people aren't um, really other focused as much as they could be. Mm-hmm. And and what happens is when when I when I don't know that that person really uh, has thoughts on this topic or uh, ideas or or maybe even concerns about this topic, when I don't see that, then I become too self-focused. And when I become too self-focused, I lose sight of what can happen for the whole organization and and for us to solve whatever it is that we're needing to solve. That's a great start. Thanks, Nancy. How about you, Sharon? When we come back, I'd like to start with a story, Jeff, that... Mm illustrate how this uh, gets lived out in organizations all the time. All right. Let me just uh, write that down. Write down when we come back, there's going to be a great story. <laughs> you know, what, um, Nancy, I'm going to build on what you, what you said for just a moment. Um, I love this uh, becoming too self-focused. Uh, again, in my coaching session today, you know, the, the person immediately sort of recognized um, where they were in the story and that um, they had a whole story about them and their boss, and it was such a concern about themselves that they could never really understand the boss's needs, uh, challenges, their goals. And, you know, once I sort of worked with him through this, he's like, holy cow. He goes, I'm causing a lot of stress for myself. I'm like, yeah. And so we'll, we'll continue to unpack that. Um hey. Yeah, so uh, it is about time for uh, us to have a break. So what we'll do is, uh, uh, Sharon, we'll tee up your uh, your story right after the break. In the meantime, please, if you have any questions uh, or calls, give us an email or a phone call, and we'll be back in two minutes. Thank you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now, back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and so glad that you could be with us today, or if you're listening sometime later this week. It is just a wonderful day. We were just talking on break. It's beautiful in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Virginia, so hopefully wherever you are, you're having a great day. And again, thanks for joining us for this hour, where we are talking with Nancy Smith and Sharon Eakes, authors of Chocolate or Lunch, How Choices Impact Relationships. So we've kicked off the show, and Sharon said, Jeff, I've got a story, a business-related story that I want to share. So Sharon, I am passing the baton over to you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. I just we were just talking about this. So I and actually your story was very similar. That we worked with a, a man named Jerome, and um, he complained about his boss that the boss never listened to him. He was kind of a um, micromanager, and um, Jerome didn't feel respected or listened to. Right. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about him was that after a fair amount of work, he finally realized that he never listened to his boss. Hmm. And when he started listening to him, which touches back to what we were talking about before, about when you, you really see the humanity in the other person, he found out to his absolute surprise that sometimes the boss had some valuable things to say. And once he found that out, he started listening better, and then a really startling thing happened, which was that the boss began listening to him better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, I, I just wanted to share that because it's such a, a subtle shift that happened, and yet it was huge. Yeah, that yes, it's powerful. Uh, I'm chuckling. Um, how just the little thi- little things like that change a relationship. Um, and you talk a lot about this. Uh, Nancy, I'll be coming to you in just a second about sort of this head and heart connection and, and what's it mean for our relationships in the workplace. Um, what I was struck by, uh, Sharon, is the, just the subtleness. Um, I take my youngest son, Henry, to school most days. It's just easier. I'm leaving um, to take him. And it's about a five to seven minute um, trip, depending on the stoplight. And it used to be that, you know, I kind of would listen to the radio, um, I, I sort of maybe a quarter listened to him. And um, what I realized was I was really not connecting with him. And what I started to do was I now, whenever I take him, I turn the radio off and we just have a conversation. And it's amazing. Just turn the radio off, mm-hmm. how we connect. And now I know what he's excited about each day. So that at the end of the day, when he comes home, when I get to see him, I know the first two or three questions I want to ask him about because I know what he was excited about in the morning. And we have formed such a great relationship. And we laugh like crazy on the way to show on the to the school. Like I do impressions and sounds. And it was just that little connection that changed and has taken our relationship so much deeper. I love the story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. How such a small thing makes a huge difference, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that connection, Jeff, that, that, that you're making with your son is that kind of connection we can make with each person in our day, and especially in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when, when we're connected with people, and not, not just minds, just talking about the things that we need to talk about, but really connecting in that place about knowing what matters to them matters to us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what you did with your son, and that's so powerful. Yeah, it's been fun, you know, and I forgot that I make voices like Scooby-Doo and and Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. And so he gets me laughing and gets me centered for the day. And there was always the chance that I could have, there was nothing I was missing in those five to seven minutes. And I don't really care what was on the radio, but it is that small little, little connection. So, you know, Nancy, I'm curious, um, you talk a good bit in the book about sort of this head and heart and the power of both in the workplace. Can you maybe just help uh, our listeners understand, you know, kind of what you were thinking about when you talked about sort of head, aka mind and the heart and why they're both important in relationships in the workplace? Well, one of the things that just came to mind and popped into my head when you said that was that, you know, people leave organizations not as much to get better money, but Mm -hmm. to get better relationships. I mean, so many studies have been done that people want want to be able to be valued and to be appreciated. And so when those powerful energies, you know, both the the mind and the heart are just extremely powerful. And when they're married together, it just really helps us to sort through anything, just anything, even even if there's a problem as big as an elephant. It doesn't matter. So so it's like that place of really being curious. You know, um, Life is always going to be teaching us, and it's going to be um, showing us things that we thought we understand and showing them to us in another way. So, it's, it's almost like we make room when we bring our mind and our heart to a situation. We make room for the unexpected. It's, it's a quality a little bit like that humor you were talking about. It catches us off guard or or outside of what's anticipated. And in that moment, our awareness really shines a light to something we hadn't noticed before. And then, then we can really shift through, sift through, and, and, and sort out anything that we need to with another person. So let me piggyback on that for a second. You know, um, just in an everyday way in organizations, we can tell where people's hearts are, even though we don't use that language. Uh, mm-hmm. very often. But, you know, what if you have somebody who uh, is acting really grouchy? I mean, there's a heart component there. They're, they're, they're feeling somehow beleaguered. There's something not working well. And it communicates to all the people around them. And it has an impact, actually. And so we're always responding, not just to the head, but also to the heart with people, even though we're less aware of it. And becoming more aware of it and becoming more aware of like how kind of grounded we are or whether we're bringing a bunch of stuff from home that's getting in the way of our work conversations, let's say, um, can make a big difference in the workplace. Yeah, you know, it, it, for me, it's um, amazing. And, you know, I want to represent maybe some of the listeners that are like, you mean I've got to talk about a heart in the workplace? Like, <laughs> I didn't sign up for that, right? <laughs> and, 
you know, so I've had the benefit of reading the book, you know, and so it made a lot of sense to me a lot. I mean, I was really impressed with the energy and the energy you put off and how it affects the next person. But can you bring it to our listeners and like, why should that leader that's maybe in a technology company and, you know, hard charging, came up as a programmer and now they're leading people and they kind of worry about this heart thing? Like, Jeff, I barely have time to like, you know, get all my emails done, much less have to worry about the heart. How do you guys sort of, you know, talk about that with the leaders that you work with? <laughs> hey, I want to tell a story about about uh, Rachel. Rachel couldn't stand one of her employees. And, and uh, she wasn't getting anything from this employee that she needed to. And the employee just was, wasn't offering the, the work that she needed to offer. And what ended up happening in, in coaching conversations with Rachel is that she found out how much she didn't care for this employee and that that was standing in the way. And and she really made this resolve that she wasn't going to ask for anything from the employee that she wasn't really willing to give herself. And so she knew she had to show up totally. And, and it was seeing this employee's humanity. You know, we don't even have to use that word heart if people are nervous about that. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we see their humanity. And, and once Rachel started doing that, we know what the employees felt, saw. She just pitched right in and she gave everything to, to Rachel that she needed. And, and they were working now together as a team again. Mm, thank you, Nancy. That's great. How about you, Sharon? You know, I can say that, again, that to, I often don't use the word heart when I'm mm. working with business executives. And yet it's a heart-centered thing that shifts when they have a change in relationships. I'll give another uh, story. Um, I worked with a guy named Lydia who had an employee, and this was a very high-tech company. And everybody in the department was mad at Lydia because she blew up every now and then. And she just yelled and called people names, and she was, she was really pretty uh, disrespectful. So um, Jack finally met with her and asked her how she accounted for these blow-ups. And when he listened and really listened, he began to see that he had asked Lydia to do an absolutely undoable job. She was given as much work as two people could do if they didn't even go home for weekends, right? And in the end, he was amazed because she had tried to tell him before, but they're all kind of high-tech people who don't uh, communicate really clearly about how they're feeling and how it's making them uh, function. Once he listened, he actually apologized to her and asked for her input about restructuring the workload, and the entire department changed. I mean, in a way that you could hardly believe. Hmm. I think that's... Go ahead. That's enough. I mean, that was... He brought his heart to the table. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got a question from one of our listeners that we'll start here and, and uh, we may finish on the other side of the break. But the question is, what is the uh, economic benefit to adding heart? So I'll take a quick stab at it since I, I got to see the question first. So I'll, I, as you guys are talking about that, to me, when um, Nancy, I come back to what you said earlier in the segment, and it's about when people don't leave the organization because of the job often, it's, it's they leave because of the relationships, whether that's a relationship with the manager or some peers or the, the boss's boss. So to me, one of the economic benefits of bringing the heart into the workplace and to really connect through these relationships is 
you will lower turnover, you'll get better engagement, and that means that you'll have that knowledge that stays in the workplace. Plus, if I'm engaged, oh my gosh, innovation can come. So I think by really having this heart and connecting it to our relationships can bring better stability, better innovation, and less turnover while increasing engagement. How about you, ladies? What do you think about that? Oh, I love that innovation piece. You know, there's so much more that can happen in an organization than 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 our mission statement, our vision statement. And, and it's that place where when people are all thinking together and, and pulling together, that something happens that's, it, it's like magic, you know, but it's beyond that. It, it, it's, it's that place of one mind that can think of things on, on making corrections that will uh, streamline things or create a new way to do things. That is so important. To an organization, and that's where an organization can take off and excel. Hmm. Thank you, Nancy. So, on the uh, other side of this break, uh, Sharon, we'd love to hear from you as well as to understand a little bit of the title and and what about these choices that we make um, out there. So, thanks for being with us so far today. We'll be back in two minutes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson, in The Sea Around Us, said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. 
Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I am so glad you could join us today. We've got two wonderful guests, uh, Sharon Eakes and Nancy Smith. Uh, they're uh, co-founders of the company called Two Wise Women, as well as authors of Chocolate or Lunch, How Choices Impact Relationships. Additionally, they're just amazing executive coaches, uh, leaders, and sages that I have loved working with over the years. So, ladies, thanks for being here today. And Sharon, before the break, we talked a little bit about you know, is there an economic benefit to bringing heart to the workplace? And Nancy and I had, had a go at that. Is there anything that you want to add on that topic? I just wanted to add one thing, which is that um, when I work with people um, in business about relationships, one of the things I see is that relationships that aren't going well drain energy mm-hmm. and take up time and energy. And so when this heart piece is added in, in the, in the form of kind of seeing the humanity of the other, becoming curious, seeing my own impact on the other person, that kind of thing, productivity actually goes up. So there's a, a pretty direct um, economic benefit, I think, to adding heart into the picture, whether you call it that or not, through relationships. Yeah, I love it, too, that... Yes, we can call it heart here and we can know what it is, but it's about, you know, just walking a mile in another person's shoes. What are their concerns? What are their needs? And seeing them as that human being. And I love sharing earlier in the show, um, you know, staying curious, you know, getting more curious. Like, wow, that's a really talented person. And we're not seeing eye to eye, but I really respect them. They're really talented. How is it that we're not seeing eye to eye? Let's dig deeper instead of sort of looking at them saying, golly, it's always Jeff. Why does he always do it that way? You know, I can hear my staff being, you know, rolling their eyes occasionally when when I'm like, okay, you know, we're not going to go that way. Uh-huh. If they can see the hard decision that's going on and not, okay, I'm a character in a play. Right. And, and so I think that goes to the, sort of the heart of uh, the book here, Chocolate or Lunch, How Choices Impact Relationships. You know, I read this a good bit. I was on a plane ride to uh, Denver and in and, and airports. I can't tell you a number of people were like, what an interesting title. So maybe tell us a little bit about the title. And then what are these choices that impact relationships? <laughs> I, I, I love um, the choices that we make every day. You know, they're simple choices, right? Mm-hmm. We make choices about what to do, how to do it, what to think, how to think. Literally, we make choices how to be with others. And uh, we know about the big choices in life. You know, we, we can think about them like, uh, where shall I work? What city shall I live in? You know, shall I get married? Those big choices. But then there's the everyday choices, the, the choices that actually have, have me address, you know, the, the person in the office next to me with, with a request in in. in a human way or in a way that just kind of tells them what they need to do. You know, so so in those moments, we have choices, moment to moment to moment. And, um, you know, even should I pause right now or should I, or shall I go on? You know, that, that's a choice I make in this moment as well. Nancy, you're always full of wisdom, so I will always let you go on. But since you paused, <laughs> I will offer it to, to Sharon to add her perspective on this. Yeah. So I want to just add to that. So you gave us an example earlier in the call, um, Jeff, about a choice you made when you turned the radio off with your son. That was a choice. And it was a choice that impacted your relationship, right? Yes, absolutely. All one. And Nancy described a few. One of the ones that I um, notice a lot in myself and in other people is that we choose how to see people. 
So uh, we can see somebody as a real problem, right? That's mm. And once we've begun to see them that way, we gather evidence to reinforce that interpretation of what we see. But we might just as well see them instead as someone who's struggling. And then we might get curious about what is their struggle and how could we even help them instead of kind of taking them on and escalating some difficulty. So we make choices so frequently that we're totally unaware of. Part of what Nancy and I work with is to help people become more aware of themselves and the choices that are available all the time. Yeah, it's even a choice of just being more open, Jeff. Mm -hmm. It's this place about um, not having to have all the answers and being open to what is being presented in the moment. So, so many times, I don't know if this is true for you, that I have this list in my head of the things that I need to get accomplished this morning that I forget that I'm interacting with people and (laughs) that, (laughs) and that really I need, I need to be more open to the fact that that's there it's not just it's not just the agenda it it it's what it's it's the people that are involved and to hear and to sense and to feel and to and to address what needs to be addressed in the group right in the moment that's what a great leader is mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting uh, just a tangible example of that nancy yeah, I'm coaching a, a leader that's really talented at cleveland clinic and um the feedback is really great, you know, talented person, produces results, but people don't really want to follow him because he doesn't go out of his way to get to know people. He, he never really mm-hmm. invests in relationships. He's task, 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 task. You know, the, it starts at the top of the hour. It finishes at 59 and a half minutes after the hour. And, you know, people only think he uses the bathroom, you know? <laughs> and so we came up, we came up with what we call the 58 minute solution. And um, so I asked him instead of trying to do one more task, is that two minutes ahead? Two minutes um, before his next meeting, I want him to go to all of his meetings two minutes early, and to talk to people in the room, and to learn, and to just be curious, and to report back to me what did he discover. After doing this for about four weeks, he came back with amazing stories, and the feedback started coming back like I don't know what's happened to said leader. Like he's really changed. He's amazing. He's different. <laughs> it's like he. It's like he knows us. Like he's yeah, inspiring yeah. us. Yeah. And it was, it was just a two minutes here and there that he'd go to a meeting and ask questions of people in the room that, you know, he learned quickly about grandchildren or who cared about what sports team or, you know, who had been sick. Right. And all all yeah, of a sudden, right. just that little thing changed it. <laughs> I love that, that openness. It really alleviated the wariness in the room, right? And and it it it. it dissolved all the apprehensions and the fear and it really opened people to really see him as well Absolutely. and I, I I love that so he became the leader by just being real with people that's right Sharon I think you're maybe trying to get in yeah I just wanted to say here's a beautiful part of that story I love the way you structured it that for two minutes right I mean that's not mm-hmm. very long I know people have every minute filled but for two minutes he would go early to the meeting right right So to make these kinds of shifts, which include the heart and which impact relationships, doesn't take much time, right? No. It's the shift that matters. And you can do Mm. it in that sort of way. That's that's a beautiful example. I love (laughs) Can I say something, Jeff? I love, Sharon, that you said that it doesn't take time. 
Actually, it takes even less time when our when our heart is involved with another person, when we really show up with the other person, you know what presence is. We all feel it. We love it when somebody is totally present with us and really listening and caring about whatever it is that we're delivering to them. And so it actually takes less time because we have people right there with us and everything can, can work so much simpler, so much with so much ease. Yeah, um, Nancy, I was kind of going there with one of the stories from the book about this is when you were in the restaurant and you know you were kind of looking at this other person and they you, you immediately sort of made up this story about them that you know they didn't seem very happy or you know why were they that way and it it all kind of shifted after an interaction with your waitress who seemed jovial and and could you just maybe sort of say Look how quick a shift could happen, and you saw the world just completely different. Do you remember that story, the one I'm referring to? Of course I remember that story. It was such a huge moment for me because I had come into a restaurant in a bad space, but not even knowing I was in a bad space. And so when I saw this person that I blamed for being a grouch (laughs) across the restaurant from me, um, it was from my bad space. It had nothing to do with this other person. But I didn't realize that. So, as you said, the waitress came over and the waitress was so friendly and so interactive and so caring that I shifted. I shifted my way of seeing the world. And in that shift of seeing the world, I realized that that person wasn't a grouch at all across the room. Matter of fact, as she left, we met eyes again and we smiled at each other and I knew that she was better because I was better. And and. That was such a a remarkable uh, moment for me to understand that I'm carrying with me all these things that I don't even, that I'm not even aware of. I'm blind to in a way. And so the world is also reflecting back to me what they're seeing from me. So thanks for bringing that one up, Jeff. I I sometimes forget about that and I I want to remember it. It's It's a good teaching for me. Because for me, uh, Nancy, one of the things that story also shows is that we make we can make choices. Now, sometimes we're so um, blind to what we're carrying that we don't even see any choices to be made. But when you when you got sort of shifted by the waitress and you were able to smile at the woman that looked crabby, right? Um, everything changed. And part of what I think this growing in relationships requires is that we begin to look at ourselves through the blindness a little bit and see that often we're the source of the difficulty, uh, that we don't see it all. And there's time for me to tell just a little story of my own life like this, that um, I had a sort of edgy relationship with my daughter and felt she was critical of me. And so when she invited me to spend several days with her at a conference, I was going to be and be careful not to be critical of her. To my amazement, she wasn't critical to me, not once the whole time, but guess what? I had to bite my tongue several (laughs) times because I was about to say something critical to her. I had been totally blind to that. So Jeff, one of the things I see is that as a leader, we owe it to everyone to keep raising our awareness to become clearer and clearer about our contribution 
to every single interaction, to every single thing we, we do. And, and that awareness, that growing of awareness allows us to really become a better and better leader. Thank you, Nancy. So as I promised, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. When we come back after the break, what we're going to do is give you some of our best pearls of wisdom from both the book and our own conversation. So in two minutes, come back with us and we'll wrap up the show with some good tools and tips and ideas for you. Talk to you in two. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and thanks so much for being with us today. We are on today with the authors of Chocolate or Lunch, How Choices Impact Relationships. So we've had Nancy and Sharon leading us through a conversation about how do choices really impact relationships? How can we impact those relationships? What should we notice about ourselves? Um, I'll turn it over to them in just a second. One of the things I noticed even for myself today was something we um, learned, um, Nancy and Sharon, you taught me, it's about recruiting allies. You know, and, and we, I had something going on with, with one of the folks uh, that I work with. It was so funny. I was telling the story to my wife, Beth, and as she replayed the story back to me, I realized I really didn't like how I sounded. You know, it was like, 
when she played it back, she played it back accurately, and the other person did have some accountability. But I realized that I was having the conversation with the wrong person. <laughs> this didn't need to be happening with Beth. That wasn't where the relationship was a problem. It was with the person I was working with, and I wasn't being as honest with them. I wasn't contributing to the relationship, and I had been holding back. And so, you know, it was just really intriguing to watch me say, you know, I need to be more intentional. Like, me going and talking about the situation with mm-hmm. others did not help. Me figuring out what I need to say and go and have the right conversation and invest in the relationship did have a great impact on where we are today. You know, so mm-hmm. so thank you for that wisdom that you shared with me, you know, last year when I was learning from you. But I'm just curious, as you think about relationships, as you study it, you know, what, what are some of the tips, tools, best practices you're seeing of people that build relationships successfully? Well, I'd like to just um, add to what you just said, Jeff. Please do. Um, become crystal clear. Just if we each just become crystal clear about how we want to be with the people in our life. Mm-hmm. Then, then that intention can just um, help uh, in, give energy to everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and to, to piggyback on yours also, Jeff, that uh, story you were telling Beth. It's so human for us to see somebody that we don't like something about, and then gather more evidence, and then share with people so they'll be our allies. And the thing is, it never improves the relationship. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next time, the next time that any of us notice that we're blaming or at odds with another person, we should just pause, just mm-hmm. really pause and ask ourselves instead, how can we help things go right, right now? Yeah. Because the most hopeful thing I'd like to say is that relationships can change. And in some of the stories we've told today, you see that they change even quickly. When we have a change of perception, a change of intention, we see the humanity in the others. Um, It's not a behavioral shift. It's not just acting differently. It's really because we're connecting differently. And that's Mm -hmm. if you really take that in. Yeah. I love that, Sharon. I love that all the difficulties in the family, at work, in the world, actually, they can be solved. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's doable. It's really doable. You know, it's interesting. It's a work that we, we that we came together around. Um, my next uh, after the show, I've got a coaching session with uh, with a CEO, and we're working on a business situation, and he's trying to repair some relationships among people on his team. And so, I recommended the Anatomy of Peace from the Arbinger Institute, and um, so he read it. We we talked about afterwards. He goes, Jeff, I know you're not my psychologist, and that that's not why you're here. But after reading this book, I wrote a letter to my ex wife just owning my part of it. He goes, I don't know where it'll go, but I realized reading this over and over how many times I tried to correct her, how I recruited allies, how I wasn't intentional with her and giving her the best version of me. Mm. You know, and he goes, so now I know how to see it and be better with the people I work with in the organization. So I think that's an example earlier of like the heart and the mind and and coming together to say, I'm going to be a better version of myself and I'm going to be really intentional about what I bring to relationships. Mm, I love that, Jeff. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, because that other person's humanity is so important. Matter of fact, it's so important that Sharon and I say that it's the center of every every interaction, every communication, every deal, every contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's huge. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the other thing your story highlights is that, um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, th- this relationship stuff doesn't apply to business, maybe personal life. And yet what our experience is over and over is that we are a person, both in our personal life and in our business, and those worlds do ripple into each other, whether we mean for that to happen or not. So um, you talked about the guy who read the book and decided to say something to his ex-wife and then found also that it changed his business relationships. Um, um, I have a quick story about a client of mine who was an engineer, um, a kind of a high-level engineer, who we were talking about work the whole time until one day he said, can I tell you that I can't stand my teenage daughter? (laughs) Woo! And he told me he thought she was on the wrong path. She never helped her mother do the dishes, and he had all kind of complaints, right? So I asked him one simple thing. I said, for this next week, why don't you see if there's anything about her that you can appreciate? I talked to him the next week, and he said to me with amazement that he did appreciate how nice she was with her little brother, and he actually mentioned that to her. And he also appreciated her humor, which he'd forgotten for a while, because she was very funny, and he laughed with her a few times. And then he said, surprisingly, she started helping her mother, and everything seemed different. And then he said to me, and you know what? The people in my company are not irritating me the way they were last week. (laughs) So just... This relationship thing feels to us, this is where we're coming from, like it's really important and it's in all our lives and all of our relationships impact the others. And so getting them clear and clean and easeful is a great goal. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I'm laughing. Sharon, I'm laughing because it happens over and over again, working with even one of the top execs in, a, in an organization and, and having them say, working on their relationship with somebody in the family is just as important as working with somebody in the organization. And the two uh, embrace the other and they become better. Both, both relationships become better because they looked at one relationship and it, and it, and it actually taught them about the other relationship oh. over and over. That's just great. So I'm just going to wrap up a couple things here. So, you know, I, what I heard from Nancy and Sharon was just so much. This is one I highly advise people listening to a second time. But a few key points. Be curious. Try to see another person's perspective. Understand their hopes, their dreams, their challenges. See the humanity of them. Make room for the unexpected. Be surprised. See what can happen. We owe it to everyone to raise our awareness of ourselves, figure out what we are, and then get crystal clear on how do you want to go through life? How do you want to show up into relationships? And finally, share a little appreciation. Shift Mm -hmm. your own heart. You know, find things to go right. So if I was only do one thing from the show, I would say, go to a relationship that's working well and contribute just a little bit more. Say something nice, say something that you appreciate, and see if that doesn't take the relationship to another level. And so once you master that, then get a relationship that's a little bit more challenging and start to apply some of these same ideas. So Sharon and Nancy, it has just been so fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you for your contributions and for all that you've taught me over the years. Thank you, Jeff. This was great being with you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll be back next week. Uh, I'll be with Lee Hubert, and we're going to be talking about um, how do you decide to use people inside and outside the organization, whether that's consultants or facilitators, and when is the right time to say, I'm the one that should lead this, or should I get someone else to help me? So we're going to walk through how do you use facilitators, coaches, and help you reach your highest potential within the organization. So you've been listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. If you'd like to reach me, reach out at Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com or you can find us www.VoltageLeadership.com and you can find uh, any information about us that you want. In the meantime, we really appreciate Sharon and Anne being on the show and we'll be back next week at 1 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, make it a great week. Take Thank you for tuning in to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.